right, so we're going to continue our study. So this, again, I, I mentioned it, and again, I'm going to stick with it. Go ahead and make plans. God's going to change that. Remember that. Go ahead and make plans. It's okay to make plans. God's going to change those plans, and how we adapt to those plans is going to allow us to really gain what God is trying to show us in our life. And so, like I said, when I first started this study of John, it was supposed to be really quick and rapid fire. But God changed my heart on that. And God said, hey, we're going to study this out. There's a lot to unpack in the Gospel of John. And so I want to continue here. We're still in John 1. So um, I want to come down here. We'll kind of wrap it up here. And so we talked about John the Baptist. We talked about how the Word is Jesus Christ um, in the beginning. You know, so we went back to Genesis and looked at everything that was done here. Again, we went through and talked about John the Baptist and the relationship that he has right there. And then we want to get into this next part uh, after, you know, Jesus was baptized by John is Jesus was ready to go forth. He is ready to go and start his ministry. And so I want to pick up in verse 35 because there's, there's, there's a big theme here that I want to catch up with you guys on here. And so... And so after he was baptized, and I saw, and so I'll start in verse 34, and I saw him bear record that this is the Son of God. Again the next day, after John stood and two of his disciples, and looking upon Jesus, he walked and saith, Behold the Lamb of God. And the two disciples heard him speak, and they followed Jesus. Then Jesus turned and saw them following, and saith unto them, What, what seek ye? They said unto him, Rabbi, which is to say, being interpreted master, where dwellest thou? He saith unto them, Come and see. Remember that. Come and see. They came and saw where he dwelt and abode with him that day, for it was about the tenth hour. One of the two which heard John speak and followed him was Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. He first findeth his own brother Simon and saith unto him, We have found the Messiah, which is being interpreted the Christ. And he brought him to Jesus, and when Jesus held, beheld him, he said, Thou art Simon, son of Jonah, thou shalt be called Cephas, which is by interpretation a stone. The day um, following Jesus would go forth unto Galilee, and findeth Philip, and saith unto him, Follow me. Now Philip was of Bethsaida, the city of Andrew and Peter. So we're, we're getting some family relationships established as we look at this. So we're starting to see how everyone's interconnected. We have family and friends inside of here. So again, we talk about, you know, the Fleshmans, um, and the Peevlers, their family, and they have a connection here. So I'm using this as an example. So, you know, they, you guys are cousins, just like Jesus and John the Baptist were cousins. There's a family relationship, and that's what we want to focus on is a relationship. And we have others. We have the Larkums, and there's many Larkums and Lavernes. You think about that. You, you, you talk about Lucas and Jackson Larkum, and then they have their cousin Elias, and then they have their other cousin Brendan, and their aunt and uncle are in the back. So there's a family connection inside of here. And there's, there's other connections as well. Um, we, we could talk about... The Gibsons, Audrey and Elena, and their cousin Oliver. You know, there's that family connection inside of here. So there's there's a lot of relationships inside this church. Um, personally, Brianna and I, you know, obviously, you know, we're the parents of Juju, and we have our two daughters, but they're cousins. My goodness, there's a lot of cousins. 
um, you know, their grandparents are, you know, Jeff and Diane Trude. So there's that. And then we have our cousin Ruth, which is my niece. Um, you know, they're their cousin. So there's a lot of family dynamics inside of here. And that's where we kind of go through. And that's why we always talk about relationships is there's a, there's a direct connection. And if you're directly connected, you're going to want to engage. So there is a lot of that in there. And you actually hear this when Ava gets baptized today or when the other lady and gentleman get baptized, uh, Larry and Carol, I think is her name. They're going to go, we baptize, you know, my sister for the ladies or brother for the men. We develop that relationship. If you ever hear that, there's a relationship and we're part of the family of Christ. And that's what we're seeing being established here um, as we go through here in John 1. And so we talked about Philip being the stone. Christ calls him the stone. You know, you know, you think about a stone, it's hard, it's heavy, and it's solid. Peter is going to be a stone for their faith. He's going to be a stone. Christ is the stone. So, again, that's why he's calling him the stone, because he's, he's, he knows that he's going to do this. The day following Jesus go forth into Galilee and find a Philip and saith unto him, Follow me. Now, Philip was of Bethsaida, the city of Andrew and Peter. Philip findeth Nathanael and saith unto him, We have found him of whom Moses and the law and the prophets did write, Jesus of Nazareth, son of Joseph. And Nathanael said unto him, Can there any good thing come out of Nazareth? Philip saith unto him, Come and see. Keep this in mind because I'm going to come back to this point in a minute. I just want to come over here. Jesus saw Nathanael coming to him and saith, Behold, an Israelite indeed, in whom is no guile. And Nathanael saith unto him, Whence knowest thou? Jesus answered and said unto him, Before that Philip called thee, when thou wast under the fig tree, I saw thee. Nathanael answered and said unto him, Rabbi, thou art the Son of God, thou art the King of, of Israel. Jesus answered and said unto him, Because I said unto thee, I saw thee under the fig tree, believest thou? Thou shalt see greater things than these. Sit back and watch, because things are going to start happening. And that's the nice thing. And he saith them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Hereafter you shall see heaven open, the angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Let's kind of look at this. Gracious Heavenly Father, Lord, we just come before you and just stand in amazed at the word that you've preserved for us. We, we talk about the word, your Son, Lord, and how you preserved your perfect word here in the Bible. Lord, just be with us as we kind of look at um, the scripture today and kind of break it down and, and as we go forward and be prepared. Lord, we do all this in your great holy name. Amen. All right, so we, we've seen a lot of things happen here. And there's other accounts. Remember, we've talked about this. There are other accounts in the gospel. We didn't see Jesus, you know, we mentioned Jesus getting baptized, but John didn't spend much time on that. Um, we spent a little bit more time about John the Baptist and not John the author. There's two different Johns here. So we got to make sure we understand that there's John the Baptist, which is Jesus' cousin. Um, we looked at that previously. And then you have John the disciple of Christ. He's the one that's writing this book, this gospel. So we have two different perspectives. We have two different Johns. So it, it does get a little confusing with the names. Just kind of be aware that there are two different ones. Um, the first one here is... We just briefly mentioned it is Peter. You know, his name is going to be called Cephas. So we have Simon Peter Cephas, you know, and, he's, and it's going to be interpreted as a stone. 
remember that a stone. So what did what did David use to slay Goliath? He used a stone. What's Christ going to use Peter for? No, he's not going to use it to kill anyone, but what he's going to do is he's going to go after the others. He's going to use the stone, a stone, to grab the attention of the people. That's what Peter is going to be used for. He's going to grab the attention. So, unfortunately, Goliath, you know, he was a picture of the world, and David had to slew the giant. And he used a stone to grab the attention of the Philistines. And what did the Philistines do after David? They ran and they were scared of the Israelites. Peter's going to be like that as well. The Jewish people, the Israelites, are going to be scared of what Christ is doing. So he's going to be a stone. He's going to be a tool in that in that method um, coming inside of here. The big one here is follow me. And in my Bible, I have the red letter edition. I know the Bibles that we have here don't have the red letter edition. But when you have the red letter edition in your Bible, when you see it in red, it means that Christ said these words. There's no question that. It says, follow me. It doesn't say, please follow me. It doesn't say, oh, if you follow me, this, this, and this. It's not conditional. It is actually a statement. It's a commandment. It says, follow me. Short and sweet. It's a sentence. Follow me. And that's what we need to do. So so he's in the Galilee. But one thing I want to pick up right here is we get down in here in verse 46. It says, And Nathanael said unto him, Can there any good thing come out of Nazareth? Philip said unto him, Come and see. Jesus didn't say that. He, Philip, said that to, to Nathanael. Come and see. So think about this. Think about where you were born or where you live now. Okay, I live in Harrisonville. I was born at Beale Air Force Base in California. Nothing good comes out of Beale Air Force Base. You know, when Nathaniel makes that statement, he's already written off people. Nothing good comes out of Nazareth. (laughs) Something incredible greatness came out of Nazareth. That's Jesus Christ. So wherever you live, it doesn't hold you back. Don't be judgmental. Kind of be, use this as a teaching moment. So some of you guys, some of you guys live in Garden City. Is there anything good out of Garden City? No, there is. If you're a believer in Jesus Christ, there's something great right there. If you live in Harrisonville, and some of you guys do live in Harrisonville, there's something good that comes out of Harrisonville. Some of you live in Peculiar. Well, no, I'm kidding. Peculiar. <laughs> peculiar, you're peculiar people. That's something good. Some of you live in Fort Hood, Texas, getting ready to move to Germany. That doesn't mean nothing bad is there. Don't be judgmental if someone comes in there. So like when you meet someone new, oh, where do you go to school? Well, I go to Pleasant Hill. It doesn't matter. Just get to know the person. Start connecting with them. That's what Jesus Christ is doing here. And Nathaniel has this moment with Jesus. It doesn't matter that he came from Nazareth. you got to get past that stereotype. Um, as we go through and do this. Let's talk about this a little bit further. Some of you guys go to public school. Some of you go to private school. And some of you are homeschool. Imagine if you had that. Oh, you can't be a Christian because you're homeschooled. Or you can't be a Christian because you go to public school. You can't be a Christian because you go to a private school. It's, you see what I'm saying? Those are stereotypes that prevent 
the love of Christ coming through there. Who cares about that? It doesn't matter. You know, one of the first things I learned is I, I studied this out and as a young believer in Christ, when I first heard this, I no longer go up and meet, when I meet someone new in the church, I don't ask them what they do. It doesn't matter. They're here at the church. Welcome. Thank you for joining us. You know, how did you hear about HBF? Kind of think about that. It doesn't matter what they do. You know, the person could be a garbage collector. They work for the garbage company. They're out there picking up your trash. You know, praise the Lord. They're out there doing that. Or they may work for the city. Again, you know, praise the Lord. They're doing something. You know, just meet where they're at. What a person does for a living doesn't define them. What a person lives doesn't define them. It's what Christ does in your life that defines you. And we need to take that in the heart. It doesn't matter where you live, what you do, where you go to school. It doesn't matter. It matters what's in your heart. Are you a follower of Jesus Christ? Are you going to follow me like you told Philip? Are you going to follow? So we want to be kind of prepared for that because we do want to go through it. You're going to run into this. You guys are in middle school right now. You guys are going to get into high school. Some of you guys are going to go to college. Some of you guys are going to go into the industry and start working for a living. You're going to run into these obstacles where people have these preconceived notions, these preconceived ideas. And as believers, it's even going to be harder for you. The world is going to just kind of, they don't like Christians. They don't like followers of Jesus Christ. They think they're going to call you all sorts of names. They're going to, they're going to use these preconceived notions. And it's like, wait a minute, all you can do is just love them. That's all you can do. They, they are going to pick on you. They are going to make fun of you behind your back. They're going to call you a Bible thumper. They're going to call you a Jesus freak. Or they're going to come up with some other things. Call you holy roller. What, you know, they're going to come up with different names. It doesn't matter. What matters is if you're going to follow him. Just like he commanded us. He said, follow me. You know, that's the thing that we go through and we try to talk about when we're out there playing. We're playing games on Wednesday night. Just, just applications on how we can use this. It doesn't matter. It's just the game. It, you know, we're just out there. We're just having fun. Yes, you can, you can, you can, a little heckling is okay. But when you get mean about it, it's not okay. It's just the game. You know what's going to matter? Do we keep score? No, it doesn't matter. Again, we just got to remember, we need to follow him as we go through here. You know, and the thing of it is, you know, Christ had to talk to him and tell him the thing. You know, I saw you underneath the fig tree. I know what you're doing. I know your heart. He knows their heart. He knows your heart. But you know what? He's going to go in there. And he, here's the great thing. He has a promise right here. I say after you hereafter, ye shall see heaven open and the angels of God descending, ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. We're going to see the glory of God as a follower of Jesus Christ, as a believer. And we have it right here in John 1. So we've gone through a lot in just, you know, the, the month and a half of just going through John 1. We've spent a lot of time on this. There's a lot here. There's still more that we can get into with it. And that's why we want to, that's why I want you guys to be challenged and you're reading your Bible here. Um, as you go through there, what are you sinking? So think about that. 
So this is broken down. I mean, Christ has asked this question back up in verse 38. What seek ye? What are you seeking? You know, when I was lost, when I was in the world, what was I seeking? I knew there was something more to life than what I was doing. There is something more to life than what you're currently doing. Okay? What is that? Where do you find that answer? And the answer is, it's right here in the Word of God. It's here at Heartland Baptist Fellowship because we preach the Word of God. We use the Bible to show you that this is the Word of God. So guys, what are you seeking? What are you seeking? So that's a question. This is a rhetorical question. What are you seeking for yourself? What do you want? And then right there, and once you start seeking it, here's the great thing. There's an invitation. Come and see. Today we get to watch, today we get to watch three people profess their faith. And it's going to have an impact in their life forever. I mean, eternity. They're, they're professing their faith before the Lord and the, or the congregation. They're publicly confessing it. So you're going to come and see that today. And that's, that's again the amazing part about Baptism Sunday is we get to watch people make a change in their life. Remember we talked about repentance, a change of heart or change of mind that leads to a change of heart, which leads to a change of life. Come and see that. It's amazing. Again, we talked about Simon, you know, being, um, Simon Peter being the stone. He's going to be an instrument to go through and capture the people of Israel, the nation of Israel. He's going to share the gospel. He's going to share the great news, not just good news, the great news that Jesus Christ is the Messiah which is the Christ, which is translates into the anointed one. It's right here. And that's the powerful essence kind of here. You know, and um, you know, Christ saw that Philip you know he saw him under the fig tree and people was like, well, what? Wait, you saw me? Yes. God sees everything. God knows all. He knows everything. He knows your mind. He knows he's all powerful. He's um, ever present. So he's all around here, guys. Stop, please. So we have these promises set before you. So again, it doesn't matter where you go to school. Doesn't matter where you're born. Doesn't matter what you do as a hobby. What matters is coming before the Lord and say, "I am a believer." I'm a follower of Christ. God's going to use you for where you're at. And again, I mentioned that at the beginning. Find something that brings joy. What brings joy? What makes you smile as you're serving others? How how can you use that? You know, I mentioned I still do AV. Sometimes it's long, hard work. But I still enjoy going up there and giving the best I can to help everyone else have a great worship experience there. That's my joy. And I get to do that through Christ. Other people don't necessarily understand that. But that's okay. What brings you joy is you guys come together next week or in two weeks when we do the harvest party. Can you do the badminton game and run that booth for Luke and Brenda? Because I won't be there to help out. Can you do that? Or can you help with the snow cones? You know, that's fun too. 
So again, think about what you can do. So it doesn't matter who you are, the size of you. Some of you guys are short. Some of you are taller. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Some of you guys are boys. Some of you guys are girls. It doesn't matter. What can you do for the Lord? And that's where I want you guys to think about this. It doesn't matter where you come from. It's what you're, what you're doing for the Lord. And that's what we're seeing here at the end of John 1 here. So think about that as we go forward this week. Any questions? All right. Let's go to Lord in prayer, guys. I have to, I have to cut it short because I do have to get up into the sound booth today. So, what? No. You're up next week. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Gracious Heavenly Father, Lord, we come before you and just thank you, Lord. Just thank you for, you know, Christ saying, come and see. Lord, thank you for the commandment of follow me, Lord. And just going through and just let, just laying it out, saying it doesn't matter where you came from. It's a matter of what you're going to do. Lord, we just look forward to what you can do in our life. And as we go forward and give it to you, Lord, we just, again, lift up the, the pastor um, as Pastor Brian gets ready to preach his message. Lord, be of James and the praise team as they go forward and, and lead the congregation in, in worship. Lord, just be with the AV team. Lord, just be with our missionaries. Lord, there's so many on the field that are going through um, challenges as well, Lord. So just allow the word to go forth, Lord, in, in so many different ways. Lord, be with the men's conference, the next weekend and then the following week the harvest party lord a lot of things happening and we just want to give it all to you we do this in your great and holy name amen